and A from Dublin. Take two. A from Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard. I am joined by the ever-present and currently 30 years old, Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? How are you today? Well, the existential crisis has ended. <laughs> yeah, so I turned thirsty. I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud, but I did turn thirsty on the 3rd of January. It's a great day. Um, the day I was born, Ireland was just absolutely covered in snow. I like to think God was washing away the previous uh, 6,000-ish years of sin and trauma and colonialism and birthing something new, preparing it for uh, his son being born. Uh, not Jesus, his, his older son, his younger son, Jesus' younger brother, me. Um, but yeah, on the 31st of December, while well, all of you were celebrating with your friends and blowing tassels and getting excited for the change of the year. I just sat there having heart palpitations and existential crises and rocking back and forth in the darkness for four hours. It was irrational, but it hit me out of nowhere. I came this close to buying a house just for the crack. <laughs> but everything's very calm now. All's good. All's good. <laughs> and what about you? Oh, well, I have not turned 30. Um <laughs> Yet, yet, uh, multiple, a couple years still to go, but they will be here before we know it for sure. Um, so, you know, happy birthday to Brendan. Um, just wish to wish him a birth, a happy birthday. You can send him, uh, his messages on Instagram at, uh, Brendan Thomas Merritt, or you can of course send us an email from Dublin to Cleveland. And we will of course respond to those and send them back to you and say, no, happy birthday to you. Cause I'm sure your birthday is in January too. Uh, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland style. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so what we've got for you today is we're going to be playing a game uh, where we're going to, I'm going to give um, fill in the blank headlines for Brendan. He's going to have at least one, maybe two blanks where he'll have to fill them in to get the title of the news headline that is a hilarious news headline that has happened in the past year. So 2023 hilarious news headlines. After that, Brendan will then uh, give us his tips on being 30 or uh, rules of life or something along those lines. He's got 30 things I learned before turning 30. There you go. 30 <laughs> things to do before turning 30. So uh, he will. Before turning 30. Did you say not to do? <laughs> Fourth time. Thirsty things I learned before turning thirsty. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a couple things you learned that you can't do, but... <laughs> As you can see, we've done this in a while, so the professional level is just going down. At this point, we're just doing this for the crack of it, you know? It's just just guys, so... <laughs> we have nothing better to do with our time. <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. All right, so uh, let's start the game. Let me hit the music, and then I will give... The first blank to Brendan. Okay, right. don't get me copyrighted on YouTube again with whatever music we're playing. <laughs> um, here we go with our first one. Blank Pest. New York City hires a former blank to slaughter rats. 
Oh my goodness. Is the blank the same or a different blank? Um, they are... They, they can be the same, they mean the same thing. They're, they're two words for the same thing. Okay. Read it again. All right, so we have blank pest. New York City yeah. hires former blank to slaughter rats. Oh my goodness. Um, the first one is rodent, the second one is fox. Rodent fox, it is teacher's pest. New York City hires former educator to slaughter rats. <laughs> As a teacher, I can say we have a lot of experience with rats. <laughs> On both sides of uh, the desk. All right, this one. Blank spotted. Arizona's Dairy Queen's big blank. Oh, sorry, big red blank is found. Oh, um. Big red. I was going to say cow, but I don't think cows typically come in the color red. Um. Maybe a reddish tinge to brown, but not really red. Red. Oh my goodness. Um, bird and parrot. Bird and parrot. I don't know what your farms are like in the U.S. <laughs> spoon spotted. Arizona's Dairy Queen's big red spoon has been found. Sure, Jan. <laughs> yeah, sure, Jan. <laughs> All right, next one. More than 150 blank delivered to a woman's home without explanation. Dollars. Dollars, $150. The correct answer is more than 150 beverages were delivered to a woman's home without explanation. That's like from like an ex who wants the judge to think she's like an alcoholic or something. <laughs> Just show up she cannot be trusted. Give me full custody. <laughs> Perfect revenge. Yes, yes. All right, next one. Need for blank supplies leads to a $250,000 lottery win. The need for a Christmas surprise. You know, people say, surprise me. What would you like? Surprise All me. Right. The correct answer is a need for fajita supplies leads to a $250,000 lottery win. Okay. Sure. <laughs> no, sure. All right. Contest. This is the next one. Contest in Belgium crowns new blank screeching champion. All I'm picturing right now is that wild one, Yoko, who used to date the Beatles, just screaming and, what is it, MoMA? Um, screaming. Monkey. A monkey screaming champion. The correct answer is a contest in Belgium crowns a new seagull screeching champion. Seagull. Shoot them dead, Dublin's full of them. They're as big as cats. 
squawking seabird enthusiasts, I didn't know that was a thing, gathered in Belgian coastal town to put their vocal abilities to the test in the 2023 European Goal Screeching Championship. The reason that sounds like nonsense is because that's for the European Union niche. Not getting political, just throwing it out there. Take that what you will. <laughs> Britain had the right idea. Brexit. Alright, this one is Overdue Blank Return to New Jersey Blank After 44 Years. Book Library. Book and Library. 44 Good. Years. A New Jersey library announced a book was recently returned anonymous, anonymously after being checked out in July 1979. I think that guy's great-grandchild just felt very, very ashamed and embarrassed. Maybe they were cursed for stealing. Alright, next one. Zoo seeking a blank deterrent to wear giant bird costumes to scare blank. Bird and crow. Bird and crow. Crows. Well. All right. Well, these this brings back an old friend. Zoo seeking seagull deterrence to wear giant bird costumes to scare seagulls. Okay. I didn't think you go with seagulls <laughs> three times. <laughs> All right. The Blackpool Zoo said the new hires would be members of the visitor service team, and their duties would include dressing as giant birds of prey to scare seagulls away from the zoo's main main dining areas. How much are those mascots getting paid? Because that sounds like easy money. I could not be enough. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably, gladly do that. Campaign. Probably minimum wage. Minimum wage. <laughs> Birds can be scary, you know. You're putting your life on the line. I mean, yeah. yeah. Just saying. I literally at my work, we had a bird attack my boss at work one day. That was kind of, that was kind of out there. But your she, boss deserved. Yeah. Um, maybe in some ways. <laughs> Former boss. Former boss. Former boss, of course. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, next one. French cyclist uh, creates record-breaking blank velociraptor. Lego. Lego. He created, this French cyclist created a record-breaking GPS Velociraptor. I don't okay. even. I, I don't even. It was an you image. Got, of, yeah, a French, a French broke the world record for the largest GPS drawing when they created an image of a Velociraptor measuring six hundred and thirty-six miles. That guy has too much time in his hands. I'm not going to congratulate him for that. No. Yeah, I has. <laughs> have you ever like tried to bike with one of those cyclists, like in a race? Those those seats just look miserable. That that sounds like a bad time. Ask Jordan Taylor what happened to him in his accident of riding one of those bikes. It, it, oh, Sam Hill. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, next one. Red blank is not impressed after getting stuck in a manhole cover. A red blank is not impressed after getting stuck in a manhole cover. Indian. What'd you say? Indian. A red Indian. <laughs> a red squirrel is not impressed after getting stuck in a manhole cover. A spokesman. red squirrels. The same. A spokesman from the local fire department said, This turned out to be quite complicated as the squirrel was uncooperative. The squirrel reportedly tried to bite its rescuers, but was soon released from the manhole cover. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Uh, a woman dressed dressed blank up as a baby in an attempt to smuggle drugs into a resort. A woman dressed blank up. Yes. Woman dressed. Dressed blank up. Presumably it's a man. Um, a woman dressed baby up? Was just her baby up as a... in a blanket? Baby. Uh, it, sorry, uh, so what it... so let me, let me repeat it for you, maybe it's all. Woman dressed blank up as a baby in an attempt to snuggle, smuggle drugs into a resort. It's either cat or dog. Cash. A woman dressed up a cat as a baby in an attempt to smuggle drugs into a resort. Good job, Brandon. Who points yes. to you? Snug, snug inside the buggy was actually a cat wrapped in a baby's jacket. Mail online reports retrieving the pet. Officers found several small packages containing more than 170 grams of powdered meth, 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 methylhedrine, a stimulant that can also be used in in the manufacture of other narcotics. The fact that you couldn't even pronounce that is all the evidence I need that you're not doing drugs. So good for you. Yep. You're clear. I had my doubts, but you've cleared them up. Proud of your stuff in the bag. Yep. <laughs> but all that's right. pretty genius idea. Like, you know, if you dress a dog up and the dog starts going, <laughs> growling and barking, obviously the gig is up. Yeah. But with cat purring, you know, babies can make soothing sounds. So that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. What a kind of way to. It Not did for work you. for her, but she tried. <laughs> she tried. She tried. <laughs> All right, two more. All right, so this one. Uh, woman thinks that she's found a blank in her frothy morning coffee. Mouse. Mouse. That's, that's a good logical answer. This woman says that she found an owl inside her frothy morning coffee. How big was her cup? I mean, owl comes to mind, this but if I sort of see steel in my mug with espresso and steamed milk, Amber from Portland said. Two of in Portland. I mean, that tells you a lot. Although now, have you ever seen a baby owl? They're really small. But have you ever seen one? I haven't seen one in life, in real life. No. Do they even exist? If no one's ever seen one, how do we know they're real? Just throwing it out there. 
That has been uh, conspiracy. Uh, Maybe the animals are actually. <laughs> that's it. Maybe the animals are actually not really a species of bird. Maybe they're fake birds. Maybe the government that have like cameras in their eyes there to watch you. Hey. You know, maybe- Tune in next time where Brendan is going to uh, go. We're going to go through all the wild conspiracies and we're going to give reasons why they're true. (laughs) I found one the other day that I'm not sure if the guy's serious, but he seems pretty serious. And I think it's something we should go over sometime. So I will save that for next time. But conspiracy theories next time, we'll we'll come up with our conspiracy theories. And Michelle Obama is really Michael Obama. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) all right last one here confused blank denies rumor that he's put cat litter trays in blank toilets confused something trainer no confused blank denies rumors that he's put cat litter trays in his place of works toilets oh as I'm thinking one of these headlines was going to be the Marvels disappears up its own black hole from the Irish Times. Um, I'm going to say teacher and school because I'm not because I've heard like, reports that teachers are now treating children like they're animals. You are 100% correct. A teacher. Abominable. Oh my goodness. Yep. Yep. No. So there you go. That has been our game. Brendan did pretty well for himself. Uh, got himself uh, a lot of those teachers and uh, seagulls ones. Um, you just being too polite. So well done. That was kind of fun. I, I enjoyed that. That was a good game. That was fun. All right. Well, turn it over to you, Broski, with the things you've learned. All right, guys, here are 30 things I learned before turning 30. Let's see if I can make this video in 30 minutes. That'd be pretty epic. (laughs) One, be teachable. I used to be an absolute smart aleck. And listen, I've got no problem with people being um, uncompromising with what they know. But... People do know things you don't know. People have lived through things you haven't lived through. Um, even when it comes to faith, there are a lot of Christians, you know, if they haven't heard the pastor say it, they're like, that's not true. God gives revelation to all of his children in some capacity. So always maintain a teachable spirit. Um, <clears throat> the idea that there's always knowledge and wisdom and revelation to the Live like you are rooted out in the fields, down your hands and knees, cleaning. Picking up some barley here, some fruit there, some leftovers there, a little bit there. You don't have to consume everything you glean. It's not all true, it's not all good, it's not all right. It's not all appropriate for your situation or your circumstance, the people in your world. But if you glean something, maybe it's not for you, but maybe it's for you to put in someone else's basket the next day. So being teachable, it's a great quality. Um, if I meet someone, they're not teachable, they're not going to go very far in my life. That's not going to happen. At least not on an intimate level. Two, don't lose hope. 
it's very hard to get back. We're told that there are three things that are superbly important in our walk with the Lord. Love, faith, and hope. That joyful expectation that God's got you in his hands and will work all things out for your good. Surrender it at your peril. Three, listen to other people's hearts. We live in a world that's very reactive at the moment, and there are undoubtedly millions of people out there who just want to be provocative. They are provocateurs, they're ticking you off, and they know it, and they get off on it. But listen to the hearts more than the word that they say. Um, <clears throat> there'll be times when someone speaks absolute or nonsense or trite, from them the body of Christ and about. But it doesn't always mean that that's their opinion. Sometimes they're just trying to suss out where everyone else is at, or trying to gauge reaction. Or they're just speaking out of their pain, or out of their offense, or out of the little wounded child in their heart that's still wounded from something that happened years and years earlier. So rather than going out of your way to always be reactive and always correcting everybody, take a break, take a breath, pause. You've got one mouth and two ears for a reason. Listen to the little heart that's bleeding and crying behind what they say. God will then show you the back door of their heart, and you can actually get on track to healing and restoring them, rather than just being um, like a, an overly pernickety um, critic all day long. Number four is a nice, easy one. Well, <laughs> easy to hear, hard to do. When God speaks, Listen and obey. I don't think that needs much more exposition. Five. Don't take people for granted. There are people in your world, and no matter how you feel about them per se, maybe they're on your mind a lot, maybe they aren't. But don't forget the people who have sown into your life and blessed you. I gave someone a shout out there a few days ago on a WhatsApp chat, just for having helped me out a, a few times. And they called me up yesterday, and oh my goodness, their hearts were just so, so full that they'd been acknowledged. Now the people who read that were, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 of us. It wasn't the biggest shout out I've ever done in my life. But it meant so much that they knew that they were seen and valued. You're God's child. Be generous with your words. Be generous with your honor, with your esteem, when it's deserved. Six. Do what you do for God, not for man's approval. If you are serving a church capacity, and you're not so far up your denomination, your congregation, that you can't even see clearly anymore, God's kids probably have driven you insane over the years. Maybe they're driving you up the walls right now. <laughs> when you're in a serving capacity, yes, you have the opportunity to bless God's kids. But make sure that first and foremost, you're doing what you're doing because you want to be in step with Holy Spirit. Sometimes that's the only thing that will sustain you. 
Number seven. Love God, yourself, and others in that order. God is love. When you know his love, when you know his heart, you know what real love is. Mm -hmm. Then love yourself in view of the love you have received from him. And then from a place of fullness, you love others from the overflow. But you need to have a deep well and a full cup before you can begin pouring out to others. Otherwise, you'll just get spent. And what follows from there is resentment. Number eight. <clears throat> Stay in the word of God. Not always easy. And we can always think of other things to do to fill up our time. Most of it time wasting or nonsense. Or, um, we call it entertainment. <laughs> Maybe God calls it sin. Maybe it actually is clean. Doesn't matter. But make sure that whether you're watching sermons online or spending time with Christian friends or going to church, I have services or watching podcasts such as this, in which we absolutely appreciate you all. Just make sure that you are staying in the word and getting full of the word. Hard to pour out what's not in you. Number nine. Don't be afraid. Be brave and have courage. Mm -hmm. I wasted far too many of my formative years living absolutely petrified of every verbial shadow. Um, afraid of misstepping, afraid of speaking out, of being seen, of being heard. They're wasted years, it's wasted time, and yes, God can repay and redeem the wasted moments, but you're not guaranteed to ever have the capacity to impact the people whose spiritual well-being you ignored when they were in your world, when you were living into those back pockets. So, um, have courage, and do it afraid if necessary. Number 10. Getting your soul healed is worth it. It doesn't matter what age you are, who raised you, where you were brought up. Everyone's mind, will, and heart at some point in their lives, especially in their younger years, when they don't know how to take things captive, or to guard their hearts, will get wounded on some level, will be pricked, or poisoned, or infected. Um, when Holy Spirit starts impressing these things on your heart, get them healed. And don't waste moments living in resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness, fear, stress, anxiety. God reveals so he can heal you, and he conceals it all by the power of his blood. It's the enemy who reveals so he can steal, and he conceals the matter to steal from you some more. With God, it's a healing light. He's not shining a torch in your eyes like a police officer or a guard of Shiyakana. He's not locking you in an interrogation room. It's a healing light. It's like you're at the dentist, and they want to make sure you can see into your mouth clearly before um, cutting away the plaque and giving you a teeth whitening. 
the healing lights press into that. Number 11, this is tough. Celebrate others <laughs> even when they get what you want, what you've been praying for, and what you don't think they deserve. Mm. It's not easy, mm. but you are commanded by the word of God to rejoice with those who rejoice. It is a sign of great trust in God and great contentment, but it's not easy. Otherwise, what will happen is you will let a seed of resentment be sown in your heart, and that will not stay neutral. Not for long. Not forever. Twelve. And this is a hard one that I just had to kind of get used to <laughs> since the turn of the year. Allow people to celebrate you. On the 1st of January, I had 36 people come over and celebrate me for my birthday in the physical. I had not had a birthday party in 18 years. So let me tell you, before people began ringing my doorbell, I was ready to cancel the whole thing and just pull the plug on it. The idea of people looking at me and cheering me and celebrating me and being there for me, it irks me. People came over the next day, and I thought, oh my goodness, here we go again. <laughs> Three people wanted to celebrate with me on my actual birthday. And I got celebrated at work there just during the week. These are things that, up until very recently, I would not have even tolerated or given a foothold to. But it's okay to let people honor you, celebrate you, and rejoice with you. Even if it makes you feel uncomfortable, let it happen. These words and moments will be like a cushion around your heart when the enemy tries to convince you you're alone, you're a nobody, you're going nowhere. And also, when you invite people to be generous, you invite God to bless them for their generosity. You keeping your mouth shut and letting people honor and esteem you can trigger a blessing from heaven for that person. Thirteen. Don't compromise. I'm not talking about being stubborn if you're in the wrong. <laughs> but if you know you're in the right, you know you've heard from God, you know you're in his purpose, don't back down for anything. Fourteen. Your heart is your responsibility. Yes, there are people who should look after it, should care for it, should value it. But at the end of the day, you decide what goes in and what goes out. Too many Christians put more effort on trying to protect their WhatsApp messages and DM and Facebook Messenger by hiding their phone with pa um, passwords and they don't even have a password in their own heart. 15. <laughs> don't enrich people who hate you. Disney Plus. Netflix. Amazon Prime, all these groups that go on TV, on the media, and tell you how much they despise Christians, people of a certain skin color, men, Western, whatever it is. Don't give these people your money. Give your money to Jesus. Heck, give your money to us. We'll put to better use. Yep. <laughs> we'll create a streaming service just for you. <laughs> this time. <laughs> <Take the> pain. <laughs> 
regarding your destiny. Do it afraid. It's okay if you don't feel like you're good enough. When God first calls you, you probably aren't. It's okay if you don't always have the right skill asset straight away. It might take patience and perseverance and endurance. But that's okay. Do it despite what people have said. Do it despite the criticisms. Do it despite the money concerns. Trust that God is your provider, your Jehovah Jireh. It's his mission, it's his job. He'll finance it. He'll get you there. He'll equip you. He equips the calls. 17. Serve others. I know it's not the sexiest phrase in the body of Christ these days. People want the platform, they want the pulpit, they want the microphone. They want all eyes on them while they're playing their electric guitars, the drums, and whatnot. <clears throat> but living a life for yourself, for your own glory, what does it actually accomplish at the end of the day? I'm not saying it's going to take away your salvation or anything, it's not. And if God puts you in those places, praise be to God, we need people there. But there is absolutely nothing to be looked down on by the people who run kids' church. By the people who are in, not on a Sunday, scrubbing the church building clean, preparing it for a Sunday service. Um, the people on the newsletter team. Who are facilitating the advertisements of all the events and ministries and life groups or cell groups taking place in the church, whatever it is. Um, you don't always have to be seen, you don't always have to be visible, but living a life above and beyond yourself, it's what Jesus did, and he is the ultimate leader, he's the ultimate example that we should be following. And what did he do? Put down his hands and knees and wash the feet of his friends. After, you know, they'd been walking through the city, you know, to Passover. Do you know how many farmyard animals to be sacrificed to have been walking those roads? And plantation was not what it is today. So, you can just imagine what was on their feet, under their sandals, and between their toes. Hello. And they sat through a lengthy, lengthy Last Supper. And you read how much Jesus spoke? That went on for ages. And not one of them even thought of washing their feet or someone else's. And that's what Jesus did. So have a servant heart. Value others is more important than yourself. 18. Find your tribe. It's not always easy. And there are more people who won't be in it than will be. <laughs> but when you find your people, the people who accept you, despite your skin color, whether you're man or woman, your age, where you're from, your accent, spiritual gifts God has given you or hasn't, who appreciate you and honor you despite where you've been or haven't been, or where you're going or where you're not going, these people are your tribe. And when you find them, don't let them go. 19. Being alone is better than being in bad company. And that can even be in the body of Christ. Some of God's kids are nuts. <laughs> but bad company corrupts good character. So there will be times when God has you in a, um, in a more individualized or, or solo lane for a time. And that's okay. It's okay for Jesus to be your best friend. Your relationship with him will be 
more what it should be like, and deeper than many other people ever letters to them. 20. There's no temptation so great you can't resist it. And the Bible says to flee from temptation. Don't stand there, you know, looking at your Bible verses and praying to your heart's content or locking yourself in your prayer closet if you're so inclined. Flee from temptation. You run. Don't have a conversation with us. Don't whip out your 10 point sermon presentation of how you're going to resist. Get the heck out of Dodge. Then pray. <laughs> but the spirit that's in you is more powerful than the spirit that's behind the sin. You can overcome. And if you fail, you trip up. The grace is sufficient. You just fall back in the grace of God immediately. 21. Love what is good. 22. Hate what is evil. The Bible is very, very specific in its word choices there. That's through the Romans chapter 12. Yeah. Don't be a Christian who compromises with sin, who justifies it, who explains it, who celebrates it, who walks in parades for it. If God hates it, you hate it. It's that simple. 23. Men. Don't be afraid to be men. Most of what people classify as toxic masculinity is actually biblical masculinity. Being a leader, being a hero, not compromising, not taking nonsense, being an adventurer, being rooted and grounded. Yes, showing emotion when it's appropriate and being stoic when it's necessary. You don't want to be an emotional wreck. Men who are totally, utterly led by their emotions are men you see in the six o'clock news for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> But if God's made you a man, be a man. If he's made you a woman, be a woman. Your identity is rooted in Christ. Not in what the media tell you male and female mean. 24. You are not your feelings. We all have bad moments. We all have bad days. We all make the wrong call. You are not your worst moment. You are not your worst feeling. You are a child of the Most High God, seated in heavenly places. The old is gone, the new is come, you are the hedge run, not the tail. You are the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. If your feelings are antagonistic to the five sentences I've just said, your feelings need to submit themselves to Holy Spirit within you. 25. If you can do it today, do it today. Don't be putting things off, because you put things off for one day, it comes two days, it comes a week, it comes a month. If you can do something today, own your zone. 26, we're almost there. Learn to hear God's voice. Sometimes you'll hear people say, God talks to me in dreams, God talks to me in the word, or whatever. And you might think, eh, what does that mean? God doesn't talk to me that way. He doesn't have to. He has a different relationship with all of his children. But you need to find out how God speaks to you, learn how he speaks to you, and learn to lean in to his voice. 27. Pursue wisdom more than friends, money, and fame. Mm -hmm. Friends come and go. Yes, some will be forever. Yes, some will be for a time, and 
it will just end naturally, or the pause button will be put on it, and you'll meet them again in heaven. Yes, money is important for survival. Yes, there are Christians that God wants in the limelight. But if you do not have wisdom, you cannot navigate any of those three successfully. 28. <laughs> I have an exclamation point here. Learn your lesson. If you get it wrong once, you don't have to get it wrong twice. If you gave something a foothold once and it affected your life for seven years, don't say ten years later, Well, no one can do this because no one's a big brother, girl. No. Learn your lesson. Don't be a perpetual student in the same cycle of drama, offense, desperation, and needing help. The unsaved need help. The sick need help. The demon-possessed need help. God's kids should not need help just because they're addicted to making bad decisions. Learn your lesson, own your zone, get your act together. 29. Assume no one will make up for your disobedience. There are times in my life when I was younger when God's spirit told me, Go talk to that person. Go encourage that person. That person's lonely and sad. Go say hello. And I felt too embarrassed or too old and comfortable to go up and even start a conversation or smile at someone. Instead, I walked away and said, Oh, Jesus, please send someone to comfort that person. He just told me, and I was right there, like two meters away. Don't be so ignorant as to assume that you can say no to God, and he has a second person lined up straight away. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes you are the only person that he can put in that situation. And number 30, because I know some of those are very, very heavy. <laughs> Have fun, smile, and laugh. Life is worth living because he lives. And joy is a fruit of Holy Spirit. And his joy lives within you, and his joy is your strength. And he, yes, we are in a spiritual war. And it predated us. And it will continue after we're gone. <laughs> but he is a joyful God. There is no being in all of reality more joyful, more happy, more excited than our God. And it's okay to sometimes take a step back from the war, from the fight, and just enjoy life. Enjoy being around other believers. Enjoying a good meal. Enjoying a clean comedy or TV show. Enjoying a good book. Enjoying a nice drive out in nature. Enjoying a good hike. It's okay to have fun. The world's not going to collapse just because you've got a smile on your face. And then you take a step back. You pick up your sword. You get back in the fight. Get back in the ring. And then take a step back. And have fun again. These things keep you strong. Keep you healthy. But you're constantly on the warpath, always looking out for the one world government or an antichrist regime trying to rise in our time. You're going to be so hyper aware that you're actually going to miss the blessing that's in the day. Two things can be true at the same time. So uh, there are the 30 things I've learned before turning 30. So I hope that they've blessed you and encouraged you. Any thoughts or reflections those broski? Are you ready to just dip into the word of God? Um, yeah, thank you for sharing those, Brendan. Those are true, uh, true facts about life that I think we all need to hear and remind ourselves of. Um, and 
basically we live our lives uh, focused on God and not focused on ourselves. So, so often our world is focused on us and um, a lot of those focus on how we have to focus on Christ and focused on others and not make it about us that the world makes it sound like we need to do that. So thank you, Brennan, for sharing. Um, so we will now get into God's word um, and we're going to be, um, I believe it's Genesis 41 and Luke chapter three. Um, and so we're kind of going over how Joseph and Jesus um, both started out and started the success and things started to happen for them at the age of 30. Um, so Jesus's ministry starts out at 30. And then of course, Joseph um, becomes second in command to Pharaoh at the age of 30. And so maybe we'll, we'll talk about some of the significance of that, how that fits, you know, in our lives. And, um, you know, a lot of our culture kind of presents that idea as we are like your best lives are in high school or your best lives are in your twenties and everything just goes downhill from there. Um, and your life's just over after you turn 30 and, you know, that's not true. You know, you can see from biblical perspectives that um, really some of the best times that Jesus had, the majority of his life is recorded at 30 years old. Um, and the best things that happened to Joseph were after he was 30. The best things that happened to a lot of Bible characters in terms of David and Moses and all those people had things happen later on in life that uh, that were really awesome for them. And we don't really hear a ton as when they were younger. So, uh, Brendan, what do you make out of this whole thing and, uh, what do you have to share with us? Sure. Um, we are really, really creaming the fact that it was my birthday a few days ago. <laughs> and that I'm 30. <laughs> Logan was like, do you have a Bible verse? And I was like, nope, I hoped you had one. And he said, you've turned 30. Let's just say Jesus was 30. So this is what we're going with. Let's see what happens. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Luke 3, 23, we have Mary's ancestry. Uh, if you read Matthew 1, you look at Jesus' bloodline um, from Joseph, his stepfather, upwards. Um, if you read Luke 3, you've got Mary's. Um, it says Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry, being, or so it was opposed, the son of Joseph, son of Heli, or Heli. Um, now we know from Matthew 1 that Joseph's father was not Heli, he was someone else. Um, his name was Jacob. So in Luke, when it says it was supposed that he was the son of Joseph, it's telling you he was the son of Mary, but not really Joseph. So Joseph would have been like Heli's son-in-law. So Luke 3 tells you about the ancestry of Mary all the way back to days of Adam and Eve, which is pretty cool. Um, but like Logan said, the majority of Jesus' life is from recorded from 30 to 33. Um, and then obviously his life in eternity in heaven. Um, but other than that, we just got a few little snapshots here and there. Um, you know, when he was a baby or when he was 12 and in the temple. Um, and that's because for the most part, he lived pretty standard, ordinary life. Um, a sinless life, which was pretty extraordinary. Um, but, you know, we had younger siblings um, that Mary and Joseph had naturally. Um, you know, he would have studied 
the word and become proficient in it. Um, he would have grown in the knowledge and revelation of who he is and his father in heaven. Um, and he honored his parents. He grew in strength and stature. Um, they took over the family business, um, at least to some extent, after Joseph died at probably a, a young enough age. Um, and we can see he had a very good relationship with his mother. Um, but for those, the majority of those years, though, to the majority of the world, he was a nobody. People just didn't know who he was. Um, people weren't talking about him. Um, and they may have spoken about his, um, the, the, the curious nature of his birth to some degree, that the Pharisees did say, we're children of Abraham, but who's your father, Jesus? So, you know, some people in the time may have said, oh, you know, he was born of a whore. You know, that Mary's a wild one. But for the most part, he probably lived a very quiet life, loved his friends, loved his God, loved his community. But then you see that at 30, that's when God really chose to activate him ministerially. And maybe in your life, maybe you haven't really had your big breakout moment yet. And maybe you felt somewhat forgotten by God or left behind or like he's put you on a shelf or a jewelry box and he's focusing on all of his other prize possessions and children. No. When God is not you put when God is not put you to the forefront, it's because he's building something in you. And they could be deep, deep roots. And they're necessary, especially for the trajectory he has for you. I mean, if you've got a bow and arrow, you know, you do need to kind of stretch the bowstring back quite <laughs> a bit for the arrow to go further. It's necessary. It's a healthy stretch. It's a good stretch. But God has not forgotten you. God does not forget his children. Your name is on the hand of Jesus in heaven. When he looks at his nail-pierced hand, he remembers you. He thinks of you. No matter how many hairs you have in your head, he's got more thoughts of you. No matter how many grains of sand there are on the seashore, he's got more thoughts of you. I don't even think that I've done enough or have achieved enough in my life for even a small handful of sand for you to have that many thoughts of me. But he does because he's God and he's good and he's great and he's absolutely good and he's love itself. Um, so don't feel discouraged if you're in the waiting. And maybe you had an early release into ministry or the things of God and it blew up in your face or you're unappreciated or unappreciated or you made some wrong calls and there was no grace for you. People just rained down hellfire and brimstone on you and made you feel inadequate. Just know you don't have to tag out. You get your soul healed. You get rooted and grounded in the things of God. He will... Put your roots down in the trees of living water and he will make you flourish until you are evergreen. You just have to trust. And just on the number 30 again in particular, Logan did allude to this one earlier. In Genesis 41, 46, we're told and Joseph, this is the dreamer with the multicolored dream coat, um, being blinded by the light in my eyes. <laughs> And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. 
Um, again, Joseph had such incredible promise as a child. I mean, he was, he was a miracle child. His mother had been barren beforehand, but God opens her womb. And I know you've ever seen Joseph, King of Dreams, the DreamWorks movie, but there's a song, you know, I am the miracle child. And you see just how favored he was by his parents and his father in particular. And realistically, yeah, his father probably did know that he was going places because of the nature of his birth. Um, but the places that he most famously or <laughs> infamously went were the pit of the dry well into slavery um, and into prison um, for raping someone that he had never even touched. But he allowed God to do something in his heart, in his soul, to hone his gift, to hone his confession. Think of when he was in prison, he told the butler, when the butler got out of jail, oh, you know, um, t- tell the pharaoh that, that I interpret dreams, that I've got this incredible gift, and I can use it for his glory and get me out of prison. Um, and he waited there for another two years. He was forgotten instantly. But when he actually stood before Pharaoh in Genesis 41, and Pharaoh says, ah, you interpret dreams. He said, no, I don't. All interpretation comes from God. He knew then that he was just a vessel through whom God could use. It wasn't about him. It was all about God. And that's when God elevated him. And Pharaoh, a pagan, even gave him the name Zaphonet Panea. God lives and God speaks. The glory was not for Joseph. It was for God. But through Joseph, God managed to save many, many people, including the nation of Israel. So you're never too young or too old to be disqualified from the purposes, intentions, and plans of God. Just keep him at the center. Be content. Don't be discouraged. Don't ignore opportunities he opens, but don't try to force doors open that he's closed. So, um, yeah, I think I've been that pretty dead as a dodo. <laughs> Anything you'd like to throw in Broski before you finish up? No, uh, not much. Uh, I would just say that you get into chapter four of Luke, um, and that's really where you get Jesus's uh, start of his ministry, but he goes off into the wilderness for 40 days. And um, and in, it says right after that, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, I know that for a lot of us, we think that's probably impossible, that we are always filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not with God's help. Um, and so for maybe those of you who are like, wow, this is 30, it's all about 30. It's, it's really about like, we have to have Christ with us always. We have to fill, we have to put the things into our lives that fill us in the right way, that fill us with the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus lived that way. He lived with, with it. And you say, well, he's Jesus. He's perfect. He's of course has the Holy Spirit inside of him. You do too. With, uh, with, when you've accepted Christ as your savior, you have the Holy Spirit living within you. And so he's always there. He's always present. And you need to make sure that you're feeding that part of yourself and not the part that is the flesh and the self-destruction and all of those things. And so um, tell yourself what is true to read the Bible to yourself continually um, and be in prayer and speaking with him always. And that being filled with the Holy Spirit will come as as you go along. And it won't start off 
It won't start off like you feel anything. It'll, in fact, you'll probably have your flesh saying, "No, don't do this. This is the worst. Stop, stop. We hate this." Your feelings won't won't uh, listen to you at the beginning, but as you continue to to follow what God asks you to and obey His word, uh, the Spirit will give you those good emotions, those ones where you love and enjoy stuff. So, reject the uh, immediate emotions that say. Oh, you should stop, quit, don't do your whole Bible reading for a year. Uh, you should quit. It's, it's the 13th of January, and it's hard to do it at this point. Keep doing it. Um, so uh, just fill your life with the Holy Spirit. Make sure he's uh, involved and a part of your daily life. Um, just like Jesus was, it can be done. So that's all I have to add. Um, I'll quickly close us in prayer, and then we'll send you all on your on for your days. So, Jesus, we thank you so much for uh, what you've done in Brendan's life, that you've brought him uh, to us, and that uh, he's been involved in our lives. We're thankful uh, for that. We just pray that you'd continue to be with him as he goes to the next decade of his life and the rest of his life, that you'd continue to lead him in the way he needs to go, um, to... Uh, grow him to make him into the man that you want him to be, that you bring the people into his life that need to be there to support him um, and encourage him. Um, and again, we're thankful for all he's done, not only through the podcast, but in his own personal life and what he continues to do for your word and your namesake, um, that you continue to work him in that, Lord, that you'd be with each and every one of us today. You'd help us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that we would live for you, um, and that no matter what age, day, or whatever it is we're at, that we would focus on you, um, that our, our lives would be an echo of what you've done for us, because you've done so much for us. You've done more than we could ever ask. Um, so, Lord, we thank you again for today, that you've given us today, um, that we would that you'd help us to make the most of today um, and give us a enjoyable time. Bring us back together as soon as we can. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and we are thankful for Brendan. So share your appreciation for Brendan. He hates it, but we love messing with him. So, you know. <laughs> <We're surprised. laughs> all right. We will see you all next time. Goodbye, friends. Here you go. Uh